welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the UK and Ireland, brought to you by Insurance Business. This episode is presented in partnership with MGB Insurance Brokers. As the return to the workplace progresses, what is the current state of the professional indemnity insurance market and what key trends are emerging for the sector? To discuss this and more, we are joined by Nick Bender, Joint Managing Director at MGB Insurance Brokers, and Pat Borum, Head of Broker Development. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of IB Talk, the insurance industry podcast brought to you by Insurance Business. My name is Mia Wallace, Senior News Editor at Insurance Business UK, and today we're going to be discussing the ever-evolving professional indemnity insurance, or PII, sector. Joining me for this discussion are Nick Bender, Joint Managing Director of MGB Insurance Brokers, and Pat Borum, Head of Broker Development of MGB Insurance Brokers. Many thanks to you both for being here today. It's my pleasure. Afternoon. And just to start us off, I was wondering if I might call on you both to tell me a little bit about the roles that you hold at MGB and the work that you do in the PII space. Maybe starting with you there, Nick. Yeah, um, well, the role is very um, varied. Um, We're not, uh, MGB is not the archetypal sort of corporate lawyer's broker where um, the, uh, the board of directors just direct. We're very much involved in the day-to-day running of the business uh, from uh, looking after existing customers through to claims management. So um, I think I'll be on the on here for a good five or ten minutes explaining what, what I do. Um, but, um, you know, Pat and I lead uh, MGB uh, from all corners of the business. Uh, yes. Um, uh, it, it, I've been... Um... I know Nick has um, been in the market longer than me, but I've probably been in the PI market around about 30 years now. Um, And throughout that time, I've I've, uh, gained experience across all the professions um, and worked either on a direct basis uh, or in the case uh, which really benefits me in the role here at MGB on a wholesale basis. Um, And my role is very much uh, operating as uh, uh, as a communication point Uh, for all of our brokers throughout the UK, um, helping them understand and appreciate how we can support them uh, as a team, um, bringing them up to speed with what's going on in the market, which is obviously what we're going to touch on today. Um, And as well as speaking with our brokers uh, on the phone or on teams, face to uh, on screens nowadays, I'm also uh, thankfully getting out about seeing our brokers on a face-to-face basis. Um, So it's very much a communication role making sure that uh, we are providing every support we can to help our brokers. Lovely. And it strikes me that you both have a a real wealth of experience in the PII space. And given the positions that you hold at MGB, I can see that you would have a a very strong aerial view of what's happening in the market. And I wondered, could you outline some of the key trends that you're seeing buffeting the sector at the moment? Maybe starting with you there, Nick. Yes, well, I think we've, um, I think the market's been buffered um, for the last two and a half years. And uh, uh, we are now seeing, um, I'm pleased to see this. I'm, in fact, I'm more than pleased. Uh, we're seeing an easing of uh, underwriting rates. Not many 
not many people will, will uh, agree with me. It's not across the board. I accept that. But we are seeing an easing of rates. Um, and that can only be good for the uh, the UK professional and the uh, the firms that uh, require professional indemnity insurance. Other sectors that we handle, such as de- directors and officers and cyber and medical malpractice, they're, they're not seeing the uh, the easing of rates at the moment. Um, but every every cycle changes, and um, you know we're we're, we're looking at uh, how how things go at, at every quarter. But I think the the PR market has gone through the, its worst um, period uh, for decades, and uh, obviously COVID nineteen and the uh, the various lockdowns we've had uh, haven't hasn't helped uh, at all. In fact, it's hindered uh, our our roles. I mean, we have been doing we have been um, trading in the Lloyd's market. Um, since 1688, when uh, the London Gazette first made reference to Edward Lloyd's Coffee House in Tower Street. And so it's quite apt that, um, you know, the market's getting back to normal or trying to get back to normal. And in those days, in 1688, there were 80 coffee shops in the city of London. So it's quite apt that we're, we go back to see underwriters at places like Cafe Nero. So, you know, I think the worst is behind us. Um, the market isn't... Um, it is not contracting anymore, and I, I'm sure that um, that Pat will agree with me. Yeah, I, I I agree entirely with what you're saying there, Nick. Um, and um, it's probably worth a- adding to that uh, as well um, by uh, making mention that um, uh, there's probably two two and a half thousand brokers throughout the whole of the UK, but only a very small number of those brokers. Uh, solely specialise in uh, or focus on PI. Um, so from our perspective, the vast majority of all the brokers that we work with, uh, PI is only a small part of what they do. So with what Nick just said there, where we are beginning to see flickers of light at the end of the tunnel with an easing in the market on on rates and on cover, I know, I know it's, uh, it's going to occur at a different timing with different professions, but from my perspective and the whole team here, it's important that we communicate this uh, to our brokers throughout the UK, bearing in mind, as I mentioned earlier, PI is only, generally speaking, a small part of what they do. So if we can just keep them up to speed with how things are beginning to develop and change uh, for certain professions, all the better as, as far as we are concerned. A uh, fascinating perspective there, Pat. And from my perspective, an interesting thing about the PII market is that making predictions can often seem a little bit doomed to failure. I know when COVID first emerged, there was a lot of concern in the market regarding the potential litigation of brokers relating to business interruption claims. And how has this unfolded so far? And is there still the potential for further fallout? Maybe starting with you there, Nick. Well, yes, I think uh, in March 2020, um, we were all very confused as to what the future um, months and years um, were going to um, hold for us. And, you know, the, there were the many areas. I mean, the many um, market commentators were concerned about the, the equity market collapsing. And so that, you know, the, the COVID um, situation extended into various areas within the PI market. But to answer your question, insurance brokers, well, um, I, I, I really didn't, I don't want to sound like a, being a, the, the, the wise guy, but I didn't foresee many 
issues for insurance brokers in terms of uh, claims for arising out of negligence or alleged negligence from business interruption claims. And the, the, the situation has proven to be correct. Um, we look after the, 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 the PI programs for approximately 200 insurance brokers, independent insurance brokers around the United Kingdom. And I can tell you that we've had less than um, the, not the fingers on one hand in terms of allegations of wrongdoing by those insurance brokers. Um, I mean, the Supreme Court ruling uh, that brought in a number of insurers um, certainly helped. Um, and, uh, and some insurance brokers over the last two years had bought their PI cover without COVID-19. Um, and continue to trade. I think the vast majority of our clients did buy uh, COVID-19 cover. Um, and it takes me back a little bit, back a few decades when we were all concerned about year 2000 and uh, what the effects would be to go into a new millennium. And that again, um, didn't cause insurance brokers or the UK PI market any problems. And then we had the, um, the issue of year 2001 because the IT sector said, oh, the, uh, the IT um, machines can't recognise uh, the, the digit one after the year 2000. So there was a further um, sort of hardening and uh, uh, creative insurance for the year 2001. So I think uh, all in all, um, nearly two years later, we've not seen um, more than a handful of um, grumbles uh, inverted commas against insurance brokers and the vast majority of insurers have done the right thing by settling those business interruption claims. Me, just to add to that, actually, um, it, it's also probably worth saying, and, and Nick, Nick's touched on it already, that um, when we first faced the concerns over COVID-19 in March of 2020, uh, understandably, brokers became extremely worried about uh, potential business interruption claims. And, and what it prompted all of them to do, I'm sure all of them, I can say, to do was to review their customer book and, and make their clients aware as and when their own policies came up for renewal. Um, that was two years ago now, or just under two years ago now. So we, we moved towards the point now where those brokers throughout the, the United Kingdom um, have renewed pretty much all of their policies and, and presumably made their clients aware of what they're covered for moving forward. So it's it's less of a concern now, I, I suspect, um, but quite rightly so, brokers are needing to adhere to the minimum requirements of the FCA with regards to that element of cover for themselves. Yeah, if I may, Pat, I'd like to add in one little thing here that uh, one little point is I think that there's a greater exposure to insurance brokers where their uh, employees work from home, um, greater than the COVID threat. And, and it's interlinked with it, I suppose, in a way. But the oversight and control of um, ensuring that employees are um, being uh, trained properly, they're, they're able to respond to clients' needs, they're, they're getting uh, policies insured, um, risks insured rather, all the all these things, doing it virtually um, has been a real struggle, I think, for our industry. Um, and so, you know, we, we encourage the, the return to the office uh, where we can be uh, creative uh, with each other and ensure that um, 
the the, the working day is overseen by a, a whole team of people rather than just sitting at home or in a flat or wherever uh, ever with a laptop um, and not being given the proper guidance, um, certainly for the generations below, Pat and myself. Uh, and, and just to add to that, Nick, and I, I know I'm showing my age here now, but I can remember the days when the open market for PI first uh, began for solicitors back in 2000s. Um, and insurers, quite rightly, want, were wanting to uh, uh, see as much information about individual practices as, as they could before they decided to offer terms or not. And there were many a time I can remember back in the day where you'd see a, a, a two-partner firm of solicitors with six offices um, and one of the key questions that underwriters would ask back then was, you have two partners, you've got six offices, how are you managing those offices and keeping in touch with the relevant staff in those offices? And to a certain degree, I can see the comp see a comparison with what you're saying there, Nick. Um, people working from home, you know, we understand the reasons for that, but as things hopefully start to ease and get better for all of us, um, the sooner people are working together as their usual teams, the better it is in terms of managing them um, and spotting issues and concerns as well as spotting good things that are going on as well that they can assist with. So it's uh, it, it's something that both Nick and I are fully in agreement on. Now, it's fascinating that you both mentioned that concern regarding the return to the workplace because it's certainly on everybody's minds at the moment. And are you seeing that knowledge of that exposure being reflected in the conversations that you're having across the market? I'll probably uh, answer first on that one, me, if you don't mind. Um, in terms of uh, issues with regard to potential uh, notifications against brokers themselves, no, not not as yet. I haven't. Uh, I'm not aware of anyone having any issues in that regard. Um, but what I am seeing, bearing in mind that the role that I have uh, involves getting out and about and seeing. Um, the owners and senior people and, and others as well, for that matter, uh, in brokers across the whole of the UK, they the feedback I'm generally getting is they do certainly see the benefits of the teams, the individuals within their, their companies coming back together, working within one office. And it comes back to one key thing in my mind, um, which is not just about potential exposure to brokers, PI themselves, but in terms of how they, they manage their own clients, it's about communication. If you're in the same office, um, you're able to deal with things sooner rather than later. You're able to raise concerns or raise issues about certain things far quicker. So the general feedback, feedback I'm hearing from brokers around the UK is it's a good thing that we're beginning to gradually come back together working in, in, uh, in the offices. And as things start to settle a little bit post-COVID, if we can call it post-COVID, looking back, how well do you think the market fared when there were no face-to-face -face meetings possible? And what do you think the market would do differently if it was faced with the same concern again? Maybe starting with you there, Nick. Well, that's a very good question. Um, and with the benefit of hindsight of the last two years, um, I'll keep the answer sort of to the point, I, I think. None of us were prepared um, for the lockdown in March 2020. Um, and so I think answering on behalf of the market, um, I think the market did very well. Um, however, And there is a however. Um, if I go into Lloyd's and see 
I go into Lloyd's uh, to go broking, I can see the underwriters um, sitting at their boxes. Um, so everything is very clear. And, you know, the old days of going out into the market in the morning and the afternoon and doing a full day's work, um, that that um, ability was was blunted um, in the uh, in March 2020 uh, for the months that we were locked down. But I think overall, the market has adapted. I think that whilst I might be seen as a traditionalist, um, hybrid working is, is definitely uh, here to stay. Um, but we want to ensure that the, the Lloyd's market or the London insurance market continues, um, uh, you know, face to face. This has been around for 334 years, and I don't think that we should uh, allow COVID-19 to destroy it. So I think uh, a, a combination of uh, uh, hybrid working, um, we have fantastic technology now. I think if this, if COVID-19 had uh, arrived 10, 15 years ago, we would have been in a real pickle. Um, so I think uh, overall, um, we, the market has done pretty well. And um, now we have to, uh, to blend the, the, the face-to-face development back into the market and, uh, and get it back to where we were in February 2020. Uh, yes, I, I do. And, and as you know, I, I, I come at this from a slightly different angle to, to Nick in terms of my role. Um, and uh, any broker you speak with, I'm sure, would say uh, getting out and about and meeting with their own clients face-to-face um, is, is something that is of real benefit, to, they believe is of real benefit to them and to, to their clients as well. So I, I agree with what Nick is saying. I think what we have learned over the last two years, uh, we will take some real positive things out of that. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only person to say this, but if you'd have said to me two, three years ago, uh, you will click on a screen and automatically talk to someone and feel quite comfortable about it, um, I probably would have laughed at you, but now it's almost second nature to me just to sit in a, 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 an office, click on a screen, and up pops clients, uh, brokers that we deal with uh, on that screen, uh, which I, I believe firmly will remain something that we will utilise and other brokers will utilise moving forward. But like I said earlier on, all brokers, I'm sure, will say that that does not replace the benefits that you get from meeting with your clients face-to-face. Uh, and similarly, I know Nick has said exactly the same thing with regard to, to our friends in, in the Lloyds and the surrounding company markets. I, I, I think it should go, it, it, the answer's a little bit further um, as well. I, I went to see a client in Cambridge last week and um, we, we, um, we came out of that meeting with far uh, far better um, underwriting data uh, or risk data for their re- renewal than we would have done um, and we had done um, when we were uh, doing the same job last year. And, um, and so that, that, that's a real positive by you know, having that interaction, as Pat calls it, with, with real people face-to-face. And um, you know, my own experience of going over to the Channel Islands last summer to meet up with our broker partners uh, proved to be uh, another success by meeting their clients and having that interaction again, understanding their risk profile um, face-to-face rather than trying to 
digging out of a out of a, a half an hour or an hour virtual meeting on a laptop. So yeah, there are some real pluses on the way back uh, to normality. But I, I I do think that hybrid working is going to be here for 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 I think forever now. No, I think you're absolutely correct. And and something you said earlier that I found really interesting was about the, despite the number of brokers in the market, there's such a a small number that focus on PI. And I wondered, given all the tumults of the last two years, do you feel that the value of real expertise and product knowledge and broking has come to the fore? Well, over the last two years, we've seen a, a further consolidation in the insurance market. The aggregators are buying almost uh, anything that uh, uh, walks. So, you know, the the, um, the 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 population of independent um, PI brokers getting smaller, uh, not getting bigger. Um, and um, you know, we need the entrepreneurs, the generations below Pat and myself, to to be uh, entrepreneurial. And, um, you know, the number of lawyers brokers is falling. Um, you know, I'm not going to go back to the 1980s when there were hundreds, but certainly we need entrepreneurs to come through. Um, and and it's, it's a great opportunity for generations below me to, um, to, to, to be on the front foot and to, and to be um, entrepreneurial. So, yes, you're right. There's always been a, um, a, a small number of um, expert UK PR brokers, but unfortunately... As things are going, it's getting smaller. And has that been your perspective as well, Pat? Uh, yes, that, 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 that's my perspective as well. Um, um, just to add a couple of other points on this, um, and uh, please don't take this as me trying to uh, promote MGB too much, but this applies to all uh, specialist Lloyd's brokers in my eyes. Uh, and I think when, whenever... One of those brokers who I mentioned earlier that uh, where PI is only a small part of what they do. Um, when choosing your uh, Lloyd's PI broker, ask ask the right questions about them. Um, please don't just think they can give us access to certain PI markets. Ask some more searching questions uh, about those relationships and what else that broker, that, that Lloyd's PI broker can bring to the table. And I'm touching on things such as education more than anything else, really. Education in terms of what is going on in the market, what's happened happening with certain professions. Um, now, what are you know what movements are going on with regard to uh, individuals in the market and so on, and what uh, uh, cover is being provided for certain professions, or for that matter, for what what cover is not being provided for certain professions. All of these sort of questions enable you to get a good feel for for who you're. PI broker, wholesale broker may be, but just as importantly, if not so more importantly, it enables you to manage your own clients' expectations. That's crucial that you can keep your own clients up to speed with what's going on because in a soft market, as everybody knows, it's not that difficult to keep telling your clients that hopefully your premium will reduce this year because we're expecting it to in a hard market. It's a lot tougher to manage that client's expectations with rate increases um, and uh, breadth of cover being restricted and so forth. So, uh, no, it's, it's looking positive in my eyes. Make reference that, you know, we talk about the London insurance market. It isn't just the London insurance market. I mean, last week I I went and named the insurers, but I went up to Manchester to see um, two insurers uh, to talk about our, our 
business plan for 2022 and beyond and and where and, and to listen to what they were, are looking to do in the this um, trading year um, so it, it isn't just the London market we we strive at MGB to make sure that we create markets and um, we talk to face to face with underwriters uh, across the United Kingdom. And I wonder, despite the consolidation that you've both mentioned in the markets, overall, are you positive about the future for really great specialist brokers in this space? Yeah, well, I think there are some there are some excellent um, PI brokers. Uh, I'd like to think that MGB is in that uh, in, in that uh, group. Um, uh, certainly, we've, we've we've taken the business in twenty two years from from nothing to quite a quite a brand name. I, I'd like to think. Um, but yes, there, there's, a, there's an awful lot of, of good, um, well-versed, uh, skilled um, UK PI brokers in the market. But I think that the real challenge that we have is the trickle-down knowledge to go down to generations below us. And that's that's the challenge, I think, that the UK PI market has um, to to um, resurrect the um, the entrepreneurs of the 1980s and 1990s and uh, and to, to to have the the strength of understanding of risk uh, to the the people in their 30s um, and below what about you pat are you feeling positive about the future in the space uh, I, I always feel positive about everything to be fair with you you know i, I uh, always try and look on on the, the positive side of things uh, uh in, in most things that i deal with in my in my life and and uh, um uh, I agree entirely with what Nick had to say there. And in fact, just to go back to the point about people returning to their offices, um, one of the great things that uh, people of the, the generation that both Nick and I are in is that when you're sitting amongst your colleagues, you're, you're, uh, you're able to pass on that knowledge. Um, and I'm sure any broker listening to this podcast will agree with me uh, as well that sitting together, passing on knowledge, listening to experienced people speaking with clients on the phone and or in meetings is is something those young uh, entrepreneurs that Nick refers to need to need to be involved in um, and enables them to expand their own understanding of, of PI and other insurances for that matter. So, uh, no, things are, all, are looking on the up as far as I'm concerned uh, for everybody. And I, I hope uh, we are all back to uh, some sort of normality over the course of the next few months and we can move on uh, and uh, develop our and grow our businesses. Absolutely. And I think your point about resurrecting the entrepreneurial spirit is an absolutely fantastic one. And I know there'll be a lot of people listening who'd like to learn more about MGB and about its proposition in the marketplace. And I wonder, could you tell me the best way to get in contact with you and the wider team? Well, um, picking up the phone. Yep. I was going to say the same thing, Nick. Um, uh, Always, always happy to speak with anybody, um, and it comes back to communication. Yes, pick the phone up, speak with us, drop us a line. We're, we're always happy to speak with anybody uh, and to try and assist them in any way we possibly can. And all our details are, are on our website in terms of email addresses and phone numbers as well. So uh, always happy to speak with anybody that wants to speak with us. Well, that's great to hear. And many thanks, Pat and Nick, for providing so many clear updates into the ever-changing PII market. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you here today. It's been our pleasure.
Thank you. Thanks again. And for everybody listening, thank you for joining us. And I look forward to welcoming you back next time here on IB Talk. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Thank you.